Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm thrilled to have on the show today, Lori Gold. Lori is a luxury travel advisor from Toronto who's now living her dreams in Mexico. Lori has experienced 70 resort stays and site inspections and has traveled all over the Yucatan Peninsula. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I did a little bit of research and I'm not sure, are you still uh, affiliated with Twill Travel? Yes, I still am, yes. I wish they, I guess they wish they were with you down in Mexico rather than up here in this cold weather. Oh, yes, that's for sure. I think most people do right now. <laughs> now, if you can give us a little background on Twill Travel, what is Twill Travel? So it stands for Travel Well in Luxury, and um, it's a boutique travel agency in Toronto, but um, there's agents all over, and I'm from Toronto, but like you said, living in Mexico. Um, I've recently started my own brand as well, uh, still with Twill, but I haven't officially launched it yet, but it's called Explore More Travel Co. There's an exclusive right there on the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. Now, you've been, as I said earlier, you've been a go-to expert for travel professionals and uh, providing information on a lot of different social media feeds. How do you find living in Mexico and running your business different than if you were in Canada? Well, um, I do. I mean, I sell the world, but I do focus on this area. And I, I would say most of my bookings, maybe 80% are to this area. And I think that there's nothing like being in destination and being able to give that confidence to travelers and also experience new hotels, like right when they open and do all of the excursions and activities that I would recommend. And of course, people can do that when they come on vacation, uh, other travel agents, but there's only so much you can do when you're here for four nights or a week. So I do think that there's a little bit of an advantage being here and being able to really experience everything and, um, and be able to sell it better that way. I do agree with you that with that, because I know when I was in the travel industry as an advisor, they would offer us, uh, the industry would offer what they call fam trips, which is the familiarization trips. But some of those were, Fly in and fly out, basically, it was you fly in on, say, on a Sunday, visit four or five hotels on a Monday, same thing on a Tuesday, and fly out on Wednesday. I have been fortunate enough to be on a great fan that was in Cancun with uh, Palace Resorts and got to see all the Palace Resorts while I was down there. Got to take the uh, boats across to the two of the islands and see the beautiful resorts there. So I just fell in love with the area. Yeah, what would what advice or what was there one specific area in that area that you would like to highlight? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I think that each area is so unique, and I'm actually working on um, sort of a masterclass for agents right now. So I'm going through all the different areas and what each area has to offer. And there's so much to do in all the areas, and I think that. That's what makes this destination unique in the Caribbean. Um, there's just so much to do, you know, from culture to food to um, archaeology to water sports and cenotes and just 
you know, swimming with sailfish and whale sharks and things that you really can't find elsewhere. Um, there's just so many things to do that. I don't know if that there's one area that's better than another. I love, I love them all. <laughs> so from what I understand, you would say that there is something for everybody in Mexico. Oh yeah, for sure. And especially, I mean, Mexico for sure as a country, but even just the Riviera Maya Cancun area, um, there's endless, I mean, I I'm trying to see and do everything and it's really, really hard because there's just so much to see and do. I was there for a week and I know I didn't see all of it, but I think one of the things that I like when I do travel is meeting locals and letting them get excited about telling us about their, their country, their way of life, their music, their food. And I advise anybody that's going on travel, do not stay at the resort all the time. Get off the resort. Would yeah. you agree with me? Yeah, that's actually um, definitely, you know, highlights really my my new brand is explore more. So really get get off the resort, get off the beaten track and just um, get local and see. That's where you see the best things. You know, I mean, I went on a tour a few weeks ago and nobody knows about it. And it was like incredible. I mean, it was so unique and it was really off the beaten path and it's just so unknown. And those are the best things I think, you know. I understand that you live part of your time in Playa del Carmen. Can you, do you have a favorite restaurant? I do. I mean, there's the thing with Playa, I, there's probably a thousand restaurants. I mean, for a small city or a small town, I don't know that there's anywhere else in the world that has as many restaurants as Playa del Carmen. And they have, you know, all different food from Indian to, of course, Mexican and, you know, vegan restaurants and just everything in between, tons of Italian and really, um, really, really good food and and um, Greek, just everything. And one of my favorite restaurants is, is a vegan restaurant called The Pitted Date. So that's the place that I really like, but there's so many cool restaurants. It just depends on, you know, what kind of food you're in the mood for. Well, sort of on the same top, top, not same topic, but as your favorites, what would you say is your favorite beach? Oh, that's a hard one. I think that the beaches in Holbosch are really cool. Um, it's not directly in this area. I mean, you do have to take, it's a two hour drive and then a 25 minute ferry, but um, the beaches are so shallow. You can walk out for like a really long time. It will only be up to your knees. Like people go biking in the water. Um, so it's, it's really cool and it's really different. So, I mean, that's beautiful. The, the Cancun hotel zone has gorgeous, gorgeous beaches. I mean, you were there, you've seen the color of the water. They can be rough though, you know, so that maybe not always the best for swimming. So then, you know, Playa Mujeres has gorgeous beaches and Maroma and Tulum is expansive, huge. I mean, I can't pick just one. There's so many great ones. Well, and that's good that um, there's lots to choose from when people travel to Mexico. You said in, I think I heard you say that you've visited most all the islands in the area. And is there, like I've been to, I've been to Cozumel and I've been to Isla Majeure. Is there any other islands that you would recommend that travelers check out when they're in the area? Yeah, the, the really only other one um, that's an actual island is Holbosch. And um, I definitely highly recommend that. It's touristy, but not as touristy. It's still more up and coming. Um, it's really small, like tiny and um, really like long and narrow. You can walk across, like from one end, you know, to the other in 
like, I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe. Um, there's no cars on the island. It's transportation is by golf cart slash ATV. And like I said, the beaches are, are gorgeous and it's just very chill. It's a fisherman island. Um, it's also known for kite surfing. So they have a huge kite surfing community there, which is kind of cool. We saw tons of them out there. I mean, sometimes you can have like 30 or 40 people kite surfing at the same time. And near there, um, there's a, there's not much to do. It's very, very chill and relaxing. Um, but in the summer, they have the bioluminescence, which is really cool. And uh, all year they do a three island tour. So it's around that area and you see a cenote, you see an island full of birds. And um, and then you also, I mean, when I did it, we saw flamingos and dolphins. So that was really cool. That'll be something on my bucket list to see that yeah. in the wild. Mm -hmm. Now you have settled in Mexico. You moved down there five years ago. How hard was it to make that move for you personally? For me personally, um, it felt pretty easy. Um, and I didn't know Spanish and I didn't know anybody here. So Playa, where I first settled, is very multicultural. Um, there's a huge expat community from all over the world. I mean, tons of Europeans, tons of Americans, tons of Canadians. So now it's even easier, I think, because there's so many um, Facebook groups for expats, which they didn't have as many back then that I remember. And anything you need, you know, thousands of people have your back and have an answer for you. So it's, it wasn't so difficult. Um, getting residency here is also uh, not so difficult compared to most countries, I would say. So it's, it's relatively simple. Um, most people do it based on um, economic solvency. So you just need to make a certain amount per month or have that in your savings. And uh, you're pretty much, you're pretty much in. So um, it's, it's a relatively easy place to move and just an easy place to be. Is there anything about Canada that you miss? Just my family and friends. Um, I do love Canada in the summer, but, you know, it's only like two months. So yes. <laughs> um, it's not, you know, I, I miss, you know, cottage country in the summer, let's say. Mm -hmm. But um, but I do come back every summer for about a month or five weeks or so. So I still can experience that when I need to. But no, other than that, no, everything here is is superior in my opinion. <laughs> now, I understand you found the love of your life in Mexico. Yes. And how did you guys meet? We met on Tinder. Social media oh. platform. Yeah, so we met on an app and um, and that was it. <laughs> and we got married last summer. Congratulations. Thank you. I know in a lot of your social media posts, there's the two of you. You do represent... Uh, through your photography, the destinations and bring to light, there are beautiful places in Mexico to visit. Is there any place that's on your bucket list that you would like to go and see if this pandemic was over? Outside of Mexico or inside of Mexico? Anywhere in the world. Um, well, I have, I actually started a, a Yucatan bucket list. Um, so, with, so if, if I'm talking within Mexico, um, and I just did a, we just did a 10 day road trip. So I was able to check off a bunch of places on that road trip around the, the peninsula. And then I still have some more places. To, I mean, there's, like I said before, there's so much, so many places, so much to see and do. But um, in this area, I want to go to Bacalar and Mahawal. I'll probably do that in April. And then in the whole world, I mean, anything to do with animals, I'm there. So, you know, an African safari or Galapagos, um, maybe Australia, places like that. And I also would love to visit every island in the Caribbean. 
Sounds like quite the bucket list. I know I'm going to check off one of mine in August 2022. My wife and I are going to South Africa. Amazing. We're going to spend a week in Cape Town and then fly over to Johannesburg and do a safari in one of the reserves. So I can check that off my bucket list. That's a big my one. list is just so long. It's it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and I, the problem with me, and I'll just say, I started travel late in life. I should have done it when I was younger and I had money in my pocket. I had a lot of time, but I was in a, a career at the time. I thought I was going to get up to the top. So I focused on that rather than travel. So I really didn't start traveling until my late 30s. I must say that 12 countries so far and over a thousand cities, I've really found that there's so much to learn. And when we come home, I come home to Canada, you come home to Mexico, but I appreciate everything I have at home and I don't take anything for granted. For sure. Yeah. Now, when people are traveling, is there any specific one piece of advice you would give with people when they're traveling? Well, it goes back to what we were talking about before about getting off the beaten path and and really talking to locals and getting a local guide, um, a private guide if possible, you know, to really give you that experience of what someone who lives there goes through and, and eats and and sees on a on a daily basis. I think that's really gives you a better feel for the destination. Speaking on that, getting getting up close and personal with people in destination. Do you find that you're able to, they're welcoming for you to, that they would share things with you, whether it be music, food, and I know you've been there five years, so you experience a lot, but do you feel like an outsider or do you feel like you're welcome as one? No, I feel definitely that I'm welcome. And the Mexicans are just such a, a welcoming, open people and they want to bring you into their home and, and cook, you know, cook for you and everything like that. And so definitely I don't feel like an outsider. I feel like I, I fit in here. I'm glad to hear that. Now I know when I talk to people about Mexico, they have a fear only because the media blows things out of proportion. As a person living in Mexico, especially in the Yucatan Peninsula area, and you've been in a few different locations there. I know roughly where you are now. You're south of Playa del Carmen. Mm-hmm. How would you say safety is for tourists in Mexico right now in that area? Well, just in general, um, one thing I want to say is someone told this to me a few years ago and it stuck. Life is still life, even in paradise. So I think that you can't have blinders on and think that nothing's going to happen just because you're on vacation or it's a beautiful place because people still live here and people still struggle and there's still issues that happen. But generally speaking, um, tourists are not targets for crime in Mexico. You know, I mean, there is crime in Mexico. That's there's crime everywhere. Almost. Um, There are some towns actually that we visited on the road trip that said that they don't have crime. So that's actually (laughs) really cool um, because there's not a lot of places like that in the world, you know, but in general, there is crime. Um, It's just generally, I would say, drug related. And if you if you don't get involved with that, then you probably won't have any issues. Um, But like anywhere else that you go um, on vacation or even sometimes in your own city, you you really shouldn't let your guard down, you know, especially if you're in crowded places because robberies can happen and, and that happens all over Europe and, and almost anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do, I would feel the same in downtown Toronto. Like I would keep my purse a little mm-hmm. bit closer, you know, so that type of thing. But other than that, I, I've never really felt unsafe. 
And I can sort of comment on that. I've been in, like I said, in, in the Cancun area for at least a week. And how honest people are. I lost my phone several times in Cancun, <laughs> but it was returned to me. So, you know, it's, it's, how I try to advise people when they're traveling is one, be aware of your, your surroundings. Two, don't go out, cause trouble after hours. Don't get, you know, yeah. drink too much and then cause, because that's when things are going to happen is after, usually after hours, if you're going to get involved in something that you shouldn't have. I would say to people, um, I was on the other side of Mexico in uh, Puerto Vallarta and walking down those streets at 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night felt safer than I would in Toronto. The people were friendly. Everybody I met in the Cancun area were friendly. You know, I even had ladies getting up off the seats in the boat to give me a seat. Nice. And I'm like, no, I don't need a seat. But that's how, <laughs> no, sir, you sit down. You're older, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, they're, I just tell people they have to know their surroundings, behave, respectful. Mm -hmm. And just like any city in the world, you know, we talked about Toronto. I've seen things in Chicago. I've seen things in London, England, yeah. uh, New York City. So it can happen anywhere. So, yeah, so that's good advice. And I like the fact that you say that, well, we both are agreement that the media does blow things out of proportion too much. For sure. And that I Mexico... And Mexico is a wonderful place to visit. Yeah. Is there any destination, this is going to be probably one of the last questions for us, but is there any destination that you visited that you really want to promote and let our listeners know about? In Mexico or, or anywhere? Anywhere you've been in the world. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Like I, there's so many amazing places. I think that, Personally, I'm right now focusing on promoting this area, but the theme of this conversation is, is you know, like getting off the resorts and, and doing really cool things, um, especially in the Yucatan state, because it, this area is in the Quintana Roo state. Yucatan is really, really close. I mean, it's it's less just under two hours away. So it's, it's pretty close. Um, and that state has so many amazing things to see and do also and really really good food different food from from other areas which is cool as well um it, their cuisine is is unique and it's really good so um that area um really i anywhere that i've been um that i spent a decent amount of time with i feel more comfortable with um selling and promoting and things like that so this is for me the easiest and I think one of the best because for most people it's it's easy to get to, you know, and especially now there's really no entry requirements, you know, for better or for worse. Yes. So so um so this area would be, you know, would be it for me. I just want I always say this on my shows when I'm for my listeners' sake, is that when you're going to travel, book with a qualified travel advisor. Lori Gold is She's out there. She's been, she's boots in underground in destinations. So she knows the area. Yep. Have trust in travel advisors when you want to book your destination. We've learned at the beginning of this pandemic how difficult it is trying to, one, work with the suppliers, two, work with our, our travel travelers. Mm -hmm. But sure. we work endless hours to get them 
everything they deserve. Sometimes get them home. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on the show today. And do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank you so much for, for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, I thank you for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully in the future, as uh, this country opens up a little bit more for travel, that we can get people in destination. Because I know the resorts are hurting. The people living in these countries that really rely on tourism are hurting bad. So hopefully, I'm just praying. Yes. I <laughs> Me do too. Think, with that? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, for you, for your business too, it's like, it's, you know, you're reliant on people traveling and people around you in the, the jobs that they do, they need to have people in destination. So. Right. That's actually a good final thought is come to Mexico because there is no government assistance here like you have in US and Canada. I mean, if you're not working, you cannot feed your family. And um, it's it's really heartbreaking every single day, you know, to see what people are are doing to bring in money. And uh, we don't want it to get to a point where it, you know, they resort to crime or other things because yeah. they just need to feed their families, you know. So if you can, if you're ready, if you want to, Mexico's open and ready for travelers.